Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Music Challenge Podcast, where every week, three music-loving friends sit down and talk brass tacks about the music that has touched our lives. This season on the Music Challenge Podcast, we'll be talking about our formative four, the four albums that set us on our personal musical journeys. Where did your musical journey begin? Let us know who your formative four are. We'll be featuring listener selections along the way, and we just may feature your groundbreaking music grails. The albums that started it all for you and what you are listening to now. Let us know what we're missing out on and what we can be listening to. Email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for weekly episodes featuring some of the most influential albums of our past, present, and future. And now, without further ado, let's jump into the latest episode of the Music Challenge Podcast. And welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast on this very special edition. Uh, we're going to run through some uh, protest songs tonight um, because of everything that is going on in the world. Uh, we feel that this is uh, our small contribution that uh, we can make using our platform uh, to point out some of the uh, ugliness and oppression that's going on in our society, or not just in our society, but around the world. Uh, and let's say hi to our panelists once again, uh, Judd. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. And Rob. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. What up, boys? We know it's a serious topic, but we're going to try and keep it relatively light because, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone really wants to listen to a dirge, but we, you know, we realize that, you know, this is a conversation that needs to be continued and uh, it's not something that can just be talked about when it happens because we're talking about turning over an American institution, uh, well, of oppression uh of oppression and um you know frankly institutionalized racism sure. uh however you'd like to phrase that and systematic was systematic institutionalized, whatever but sure um i think that's pretty much the same thing uh and um well anyway after trying to find that word i kind of forgot where i was going with all that but uh any case, so we're going to go down some uh, protest song type things, and um, uh, we're just going to talk about where they're coming from. Hopefully, give a little bit of a voice to these, uh, to some of these great songs and great performers who stood up for what they believed in. And Absolutely, right on. And uh, so we picked out a few songs of peace. We're going to bring them to you. Uh, we hope you like the music and. Uh, um, uh, I should say, yes, you can uh, get into our f Facebook page and I will open up a link to uh, continue the discussion that we have tonight or to continue the uh, conversation about the music, whatever you'd like. So um, we're going to try and keep it real. Uh, realize that, you know, this isn't, uh, we're doing our best. You know, this isn't, uh, you know, this isn't easy for any of us. However, it's the fact that, you know, we're willing to have the uncomfortable conversations and, um, and make them comfortable at this point, because that's what we have to do to, to fight this is make it part of a 
national dialogue and not right. let it go. One time we have to not let it go. True. True. Uh, it can't die. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess on that note, you know, like, you know, we're talking about, um, kind of the roots of Americanism in some of these songs and, and, uh, to get to that, uh, you know, one of, one of the songs I chose was, uh, uh, Jimmy Hendrix playing the national anthem, particularly at Woodstock, which is, um, I don't know if he did it any more times than that, but that was when it became famous. Uh, when iconic. the movie came out, yeah, that is the iconic, iconic recording. It's kind of considered. Uh, I read today tonight in one article that it's considered one of the or the best moment of the '60s. Wow! Uh, when he, I mean, absolutely summed up the. Um, well, to explain, um, so Jimi Hendrix didn't come on at Woodstock until about eight o'clock Monday morning. Right. Uh, uh, and one of the songs he played was East, the Star, Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. And uh, he played it fairly straight up until he got to about the uh, Rockets' red glare part. And then he turned the song wickedly upside down and, uh, and actually started interpreting uh, Rockets flying through the air through his guitar. really it was disturbing it was uh pretty wildly disturbing and meant to be at that it was meant to meant to reflect like the just the bad feelings in america at that time uh the racism vietnam war the you know assassinations the uh you know the just the oppression of as well of of uh people of color i mean no other way to say it and, uh, and women women too at that time because at that time sure. obviously well, we still sure still, at, yeah. right right but i mean obviously do i think we've progressed well maybe we haven't maybe we haven't i'd like to think we have well, in small pockets, we have, sure. Uh, for sure. And, you know, there's still a pay discrepancy. There's still all that kind of stuff. So in my take on Hendrix's um, Star Spangled Banner is, um, like, you, like, here, you want to hear your song? Here's your song. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I, I listened to it um, just, I don't know, an hour ago with my wife and and I asked her, I said, why why do you think Drew picked this song? And she said, because it was a black man playing a guitar in front of probably 99% white people in a position that was predominantly like a Caucasian position and doing it better than anybody had done it before that and um it uh, in and then like the improvisation in uh, i i don't know but i thought it was cool that she's like you know yeah she got it man she totally got it i mean i mean 
She told you that's his Wi-Fi, the way. And that, and and that's what I thought. I was like, man, you freaking nailed it. Um, and you know, and some people are like, was that a protest or was that a tribute? And all he would say was, it was beautiful, which I think mm-hmm. he means it was true to what he thinks is going on, for sure. And yeah, it definitely, it definitely speaks speaks volumes, <laughs> particularly as it starts to. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, <laughs> it just. <laughs> something else <laughs> right it uh you know, while he's playing it just it it kind of gets dark dismantles and gets dark totally. yeah yeah totally. and that was his intent and you know i read actually read a lot about the performance and whatever else and um you know not so much about uh his performance well first of all in dallas they threatened to arrest him if he performed the song after <laughs> after woodstock good good fucking lord Keep in mind, Dallas is just, it was still black marked and reeling from the assassination of, J, of JFK there. Right. And much less, you know, the, it was the Texan police and they want the, the big black man to uh, play the guitar start, up on stage. Well, right. start a riot is right. what they, how they saw it. Right. And, uh, you know, so. You know, that was one thing. Another thing, Jimmy played first thing in the morning because uh wasn't first thing they played. There was music all night. But uh, he, heard, he heard the crowd was 400,000 at its height. And he's like, I'm not going. I can't do that. He hated big crowds. Um, so he wanted to wait. And I guess he played in front of about thirty or 40,000 people. Had I wish I was one of those thirty or forty. <laughs> I think I think probably three hundred and seventy thousand other people probably think that too. Um, <laughs> like, like he played after we left. I thought it was over. Fuck. So, any case, you know that's that's the start of that's where I'm coming from. Um, Jimi Hendrix capturing the essence, really, of kind of the you know, popular notion, conventional wisdom as essence of the sixties right there in 1969. Right. The climate of that exact period. And not only that, that was peace, love and happiness. Supposedly that's the trope, you know, and then he comes in and kind of a big suck on this and, uh, you know, good for him. God damn it. Um, that's where you got to do it. So make people feel uncomfortable. And then it makes me think of songs like Machine Gun. And oh, yeah. Had a recent conversation about this. Um, Jimmy was a, you know, he was a an anti-war, um, mm-hmm. fair, you know. Veteran. Peaceful, ab- absolutely. He was a veteran. And he was. and Kind of. And, and folks, I, I don't mean to go off on too far of a tangent, but there's a live release um, with uh, Jimi Hendrix from uh, New Year's Eve, 1969, New York. Fan of Gypsies. Yes. Um, and it's just three of them. That's right. There was only three of them. And Billy they, Cox, uh, an army yeah, buddy. Dude, his voice. And I mean, this guy is playing the drums. He sings two tracks in that show. Changes. And, and- yep. <laughs> it's a great freaking tune. But check that show out, guys. There's a tune on there called yeah. Machine Gun, an insanely powerful um, anti-war song about a, a, a guy going, getting drafted and going to Vietnam. It's it's powerful as hell. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I actually have, you know, it's a bootleg or something of Jimi Hendrix, and it it's right. during the Watts riots, and he was playing in Detroit. Okay. And while he's playing Machine Gun, you can hear him screaming or yelling to the people up front. It's like, just ease back now. Just ease, like, you can tell it's pushing. You can tell it's getting contested. You know, he's just like, just hold, just, just back off. Just, you know, just right. take care of each other, you know, just whatever. And, and, you know, this isn't a riot, you know, but, but the thing is, it was on the verge, you know, just for him right. playing this controversial song, people get worked up right there. And, and, you know, you know, writing is the voice of the unlistened to, I mean, it is a sure. something that is resorted to when all else fails. It's a boil over. I mean, it's like, and none of us know what it's like to, to grow up. Um, I, I'm just going to use an example on, on the West side of, Chicago, mm -hmm. you know, a young male. I don't know. And some other folks have talked about like having explained to their sons at a certain age that, you know, you're going to be looked at differently. So this is how you have to behave. And I can't, I can't imagine having that conversation with my daughter or my son. That's, and it's been generations that have had to have that conversation and we shouldn't make people have that fucking conversation. Man. No, it's fucked up. No, uh, to I don't tell need you, to get all fired up, but I'm just yeah, saying. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, the idea that that is an idea of pulling over people because they're black uh, is kind of insane to me. Just because it's like, do you realize how many real criminals are out there, and and, and you're wasting your time profiling? You know, is that how you canvass a fucking neighborhood? For sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, it's like, is that real policing or is that just fucking lazy? I mean, you know, right. I mean, and once again, I, I do know that, you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of cops are out there putting their lives online, doing the, doing the best job they can. But Absolutely. every occupation has its an amount of corruption. Absolutely. Every occupation, and they have, and they have an exorbitant amount. I'm just saying, it's because it's the power that way, right? Yeah, right. It's, the, it's the power that attracts that. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the rogue cop Drew Peterson down here in Bolingbrook, Illinois, which made national headlines uh, for uh, you know he his wife went missing, completely Evan missing, and they have not found her. And but then they got him on killing his third wife. Right. I went completely missing. They're like, "Oh wait, we think you killed your third wife." And you know, actually, we have evidence on the last wife that died. Here. Right. So, in any case, that was another rogue cop who had built up, you know, this system of authority on his own, and and that's the fucking problem, you know. Yeah. I mean, these guys that just can't get weeded out of the the system, and it's like, it's, no one wants to throw out a whole police department. But no one wants those guys to remain, you know. Um, exactly. You know, I'm sorry, guys, women, whoever. And uh, we here in Chicago, we when we say guys, it's kind of weird. I don't understand it. And I only noticed it when I moved away. Like, <laughs> there'll be three women and a, and a male. And I'll be like, hey, guys, let's go. Like, yep. It's I, a wrap thing. why we do that. It's a Rob thing. Oh, it's I a Chicago it. thing. It's a Rob thing. Yeah, 
It's like two girls all the time. Hey guys, let's go. Right. They love it. They love Absolutely. It. So, um, so. Oh, sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Oh, I think I've said enough. Um. So in any case, so what? What are some guys? What are some songs that uh, you guys brought to the table? Uh, I know we kind of came at this from different directions, but uh, I'd like to hear what you guys. Um, would you guys? Yeah, do? I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll take one. Um, I tried to take stuff that was uh, you know, there there are a lot of these lists out here. If you guys want to listen to some protest music, there are great lists on. Uh, there's a Black Lives Matters list on Spotify. It's really great, really current, has a lot of current stuff on it. And uh, I tried to look back and find some some interesting music that uh, that I think is current and. Uh, and you know, at least at least has has a reference point to to what's going on now. And uh, my first pick was um, is expensive shit. I'd like to uh, educate me on this, by, bro. By uh, Fela Kuti, an incredible a, piece of music. It's an incredible it's piece of music. Awesome. So yeah, let me at, at first. And I don't think it's necessarily about the. It, it, I think it's more about the the title of the song. And I mean, I, I think the the lyrics could be anything, um, because everyone knew exactly what he was talking about. And uh, right. he had, uh, he was an extremely po- politicized uh, character. Um, he was a multi inter instrumentalist from Nigeria, and. And you know, one of like the pioneers of the the Afrobeat movement, and uh, so he played a bunch of music. He had a big band. He had many wives. He lived in Nigeria. He uh, created his own, I could say, nation. Uh, he lived on this. He had eventually had purchased this area. He had found out that if you have enough people living in a certain complex, like he dec- like had some sort of way to declare that he was his own nation inside of Nigeria. That's amazing. And so they they pretty, you know, lived pretty loosely and wildly and however they kind of wanted to and uh probably played music off played a lot of music and uh I think they had 27 people living there and uh and at this at this point he was kind of a political figure in Nigeria and this whole, you know, he was very outspoken about his you know. The song was actually about getting pinched by the. Right. Uh, so I'm I'm getting to the I'm getting to the story here, yeah. but the, yeah. So the uh, <laughs> the song is about he eventually got nailed with they they pinned a joint on him. They came in and busted a his odd joint. Yes, it was a it was a, a, joint it was a time in, in a country for sure, and uh, they were looking wow. to to get him away. They knew how outspoken he was, and he had a following in the in the music scene. And he was producing music that went against the grain and uh, and they wanted to be able to peg him with something. And they had tried a couple other times prior to this, I believe. And uh, so they're like, I got it. And We're yeah, I mean, he was outspoken. Well, he was, outspoken. he was an outspoken, you know, marijuana user. And, uh, you know, they had it. It was all all over the place often. But they knew that this was happening. And so it, it wasn't there. 
And so they come in and they, they like have, I don't know exactly the story of how that, how it happened, but he, they either hold a joint up in front of him and say, like, you know, look what I found. Ha ha. He grabs it and (laughs) eats it. He eats the joint. You might as well. Piece of pizza. And so the, so the cops say, well, I guess we'll just hold him and just wait for him. We'll wait for it to, we'll wait for him to shit it out. And so, uh, no, he fucking, he got high from that shit. So every day, so every day, every, like they checked him for three days straight. And I'm, and I'm not exactly sure when, when it happened, but I believe the story goes that he traded shit with a literally another inmate, literally. Hey, you want to trade some shit? So the, so the other inmate could use mine and, and put the, put it into the, you know, joint. Took his specimen. (laughs) <laughs> and and he could take the other guys and uh you know show it to whoever needed to see that it so wasn't they, in there. So they, how did how does expensive how does expensive shit uh communicate uh I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon. Uh I'm just it, it's a zipping piece of music for sure. It's awesome. Uh, well and he he wrote he wrote this tune and produced it as a as a you know a two-side recording um right. after this as sort of a a laugh kind of a gag you know keeping kind of some humor in the like look what i look what i did guys here you go and I've, i i don't know if it was a uh if if the actual title is because he paid the guy in in prison <laughs> For for the sure. shit, or if uh, oh now I get it, right? Or if it now was just, I get it. See, I I just thought he was talking about his merchandise. Dude, like dudes, that. like I know who you are, and if you want my shit, you. So yeah, I don't I don't know exactly. Like I I never got to the bottom of exactly that, but but I think it stands for something. And, and you know, like he was not gonna. He was it, there. There's something about about being able to be like. Yeah, we we got you on this, and and, and uh, I don't know. I guess he went on to do some other things, and uh, he was a really political guy. Yeah, he was a very political guy, and the, and the, and the, and this song was about the the time that they tried to to pull one over on him and get him put away, right? And he figured out a way to come back out, and he was it's able to all, continue right. to produce. That's cool. Try, really political try. and you know activist music for the guy who had only heard one song and that was the only one. Uh, you know, I just had some questions after I heard it. <laughs> yeah, as far no, as like, where, where are we going with this? Um, <laughs> even though, like I said, it's an incredible piece of music, but uh, the calypso in there. Oh yeah, um, well, he, yeah. He mm-hmm. had, I mean, he had an incredible band, and there's like and 15 I, I, guys I, I, on that one track. Yeah, and I Dude, think his song. I mean, it's 13 minutes long and it just he really, I think locked. he really was a pioneer of spreading that music globally and you know some of the other you know at at the forefront of a lot of the music that I'm I'm drawn to I think right and, uh, it, so I'm not sure if all of you out there and the the thousands of people that download our podcast have noticed this but Jed likes him some world beats I do like some world beats <laughs> and I didn't know I did <laughs> Until Jed started feeding me world beats. So check out world beats, folks. Um not sure I actually did either. It just a lot of my music has has that in it. 
it does. And it's, I don't know, it's cool. Like I would, I don't know, it's cool. All right. So that transit, that transitions into um, one of the tunes I picked, which is uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers, Rebel Music. Yes. And it's, and it, it was, I, I didn't even know this until, I don't know, recently, that Rebel Music was a compilation, but it was the first Bob Marley album I owned. And that's the, it's the first track. And ironic that he's talking about roadblocks and curfews and he's got to ditch his weed because he's getting stopped. And Mm. um, obviously um, Jamaican folks, native or Jamaicans had a rough go and probably still have a rough go. Um, definitely, definitely. There's a elitist society going on there, kind of. Right. Um, and obviously, Bob took issue with that, but all he wanted to do was get down the road with his weed and smoke some ganj, and he had to ditch it out the window. Um, so, super important to me in the fact that it was. Um, probably the first song I owned and listened to of Bob Marley and um, just the systematic racism that was then and continues. I mean, it's. um, Yeah. I mean, it it perfectly illustrates what, you know, happens is this country is just like persecuted for the way you look. And, uh, you know, you know, when you're talking about the race, you're specifically talking about the color of a person's skin. For sure. Um, there is no other way to slice and dice it. There is no other way. I mean, that is what you're talking about. Um, you're not talking about nationality. You're not talking about a religion. You're talking about the color of a person's skin. And it's right. that's what makes it so mundane or so stupid. Um, sure. to classify and, people like that, you know, and and why is there? I mean, I don't know, why is there curfews? Why is there roadblocks? And it's their spot, they're being held down. I mean, exactly for sure, for sure. So, um, the song itself is fucking awesome, that's for it's sure. A, it's amazing, <laughs> it's a bitch. It, uh, so, it's of course sent me down my um. Bob Marley and uh, Reggae Rabbit Hole, but it's it's just a great tune. It, that whole album, obviously, like I said, compilation, awesome, just amazing music, and super super important to me, obviously too. Right, 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 right. So I tell you what, why don't we uh, take a break here on the Music Challenge podcast, and uh, why don't we take it out with uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers, Rebel Music, and um, uh, we will be back uh, in this special episode in just a moment. Uh, talk to you in a few, folks. Bye. See you shortly. Bye.
Remember, everyone, we want you to submit your formative four. Tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path, and we might review one of your albums right here on the air. You can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Also, you can slip into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Come as close to four as you can, but if you need more or less, that's all right, too. Remember, musicchallengepod at gmail.com and you could hear us discuss one of your albums. to the music challenge podcast uh like to you to uh continue the conversation in our facebook page uh if you like it's a music challenge pod uh on facebook and uh uh you know we always put up uh or we're always open for conversation for our episodes and whatnot so feel free to jump in and um let us know what you think um of the episode in general or of the music whatever you like right and guys here it comes i'm gonna do it every time send us your formative four folks yeah or your, form, or your formative one but um send them to us we'll or your protest four or, or, or that protest one just <laughs> yeah let's get some no. dialogue going but Admit, yeah go ahead drew admittedly uh we're coming down to the end of this year season here um we've only got a couple more shows until Correct. So we are uh, finito unless we get some sort of super recommendation and then we'll consider it. Uh, Stump us, challenge us. It's called Music Challenge. Musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Come on, guys. Stump us. That would be good. Play Stump the Panel. That would be (laughs) excellent. Um, So in any case, uh, we just uh, listened to uh, Inner City Blues coming out of the break by Marvin Gaye. And uh, that is one of my uh, uh, protest songs that I brought to the table. Um, first of all, it's an excellent song, is it not? Unreal. Unbelievable. What excellent song. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, I can say, it, I mean, that's a desert island tune for me. Right. Right. It's definitely, um, I mean, it's just so smooth. Uh, the chords actually are pretty uh, dissonant. It's not in a normal, it's not your typical AEDG type thing. Uh, so it sounds a little off. Um, but I mean, the guy talks, you know, starts out by talking, you know, we can put people on the moon, but yet, uh, there's no money trickling down to the black folks. For sure. And, um, because before, you know, as they make it, the government takes it, as he says, taxes are too damn high. Right. Uh, and it just, uh, you know, the parentheses of this song title is makes me want to holler, holler. And, uh, so, uh, you know, he, you know, 
this this life the, the choruses you know makes me want to holler the way they do my life and uh this, this cycle or this position that yeah the cycle society, right the cycle puts, puts um you know people of color or um you know women in it's and there's here's three of us obviously none of us have any idea what it's like to be in that position but um i don't i don't think i want to make i mean feel like that's so, uh, like when they're walking up to us or when they're you know approaching us i don't want to make anybody ever feel like i'm like oh shit or oh no or whatever it's i don't know it's just humanity it's not politics it's humanity anyway, yeah it's a sorry. thing i mean you it, can walk it i mean Here's, here's what you need to do to walk into a, a neighborhood that you think is quote unquote rough, which is probably a neighborhood where the people don't look like you. Sure. It's really, here's what you do. Treat people with respect and stop right. being afraid of them. Exactly. And they will, they will treat you just fine. I mean, treat, treat people just like you like want to be treated. Exactly. Or exactly. Yeah. Well, um, in my experience. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been in what looked like rough situations with people, but I, I wasn't afraid. I mean, just because it's just like, look, man, I mean, whatever, just connect. I mean, like you For do sure. with anyone, you know? Right. Regardless, exact. you're right, Drew. And I mean, I've, I've diffused situations by, I, I just, I don't know. That's obviously the three of us great friends and um, we all have that modus operandi and it common values. Right. It's worked out. Respect the dude next to you. Right. He's probably a pretty cool guy. Right, really. Why don't you why don't you get to learn a story, you know? And I mean, frankly, I know that all three of us are like that, where it's just like, hey, tell me your story, man. Let me know. <laughs> if I'm by myself and there's people around me, I'm talking to somebody. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, here he comes. Oh, wonder this guy's he, gonna ask. Wonder if he knows I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so be uh, curious about you know what's your neighbor like? What's what's you know what's your coworker like? What's your you know? I'm not saying you have a few personal friends with everyone, but you know, take a minute to think about what a mile's like on in their shoes, and and like, and what and what effect you might have on that know a little bit of their story i just yeah. enjoy knowing people's stories it's fascinating and um it'll it never gets old it's like music it's i'd much weird. rather hear stories than tell my own stories that's for sure so i don't that's know why cool. but that's good drew because i got some freaking stories as yeah. you guys probably are all like jesus shut up well i don't know about jesus but uh I've never called you that. Um, some some have. At any rate. Uh, in any case, so, uh, you know, the oppressed lifestyle of, of black man in America, um, you know, it, you know, and he says it perfectly at the end of the song, hang-ups, let-downs, bad bricks, setbacks. I mean, it's just you cannot get over the obstacles set in front of you. It's like digging in sand is what he's comparing it to and, and – uh... I don't know. And it, you know, some people have recently said like Jalen, Jalen Rose said 
um, recently, and it just stuck with me. On like, PTI, if you want to. Yes, yes. It's it, And guys, go check it out because it's just absolutely profound. Two and a half minutes or something like that. But it makes so much sense. And anyways, um, but he said people, people love black culture, like, but in their, on their own terms. And that's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy, but he's, if you act how I like, I will accept it. Exactly. And it's so like simple, but which it was, which gets down to stay in your place. Right. Exactly. And we'll, uh, but we'll take, but we'll take your music and we'll take like your service. You know, we'll take, exactly. Yeah. It's effed up. Yeah, it is. So you had another song, right, Rob? I do. Um, and that is, it's Stevie Wonder. You ain't done nothing. Um, and uh, again, just song wise, amazing. And it, there's no way you can't bob your head to this tune, Stevie playing the keys, Jesus Christ. Um, and then his voice in a little fun fact, yeah. um, Jackson five sing backing vocals on this tune. He actually <laughs> refers to him in the lyrics, right? Check him out. He's like Jackson five, take it or something like that. The beginning of my, that song, Michael has like this quick squeal, like, and you know it's him. But man, it's like '74, and it's got to be one of the first times he did that on a recording. Um, so it's unbelievable tune and directed at, um, Richard Nixon, who apparently was, uh, had left office two days prior to this album being released. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. So I always thought it was about like the government or like elite society. And he was referring to him as like, an individual um that's how i always took it but it it works that way too um but it was like directed at richard nixon which is great and stevie wonder being as politically charged as he is and was um awesome tune um and basically hey you want to hear what we say but you ain't done nothing um it pretty much sums it up yeah i mean that is so echoey of the times right now for sure. It's like it's and not not symbolic movements anymore. It's 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 uh, we're talking about action for sure. And, and I'd I mean, love to see where that flow has become. From. How many years ago was that? Forty five years ago, and it's the same freaking dialogue or lack of dialogue. And to think like that tune, um, that Stevie Wonder tune, and Marvin Gaye's tune. Um, being written at the time that they're written in two humongously popular um, musicians yeah. and songwriters. Yeah. And they're just like basically not, not mincing, mincing words. It's unbelievable. And a set of stones. Right. Right. 
I agree with that. I mean, you know, I think Stevie had the the oomph to uh, step out. You know, I mean, there was no, you know, he was. He was I mean, Stevie I guess we're talking about fucking wonder. Stevie fucking wonder. Um, and you know, I'm not sure Myron Gay did at that point, but uh, uh, you know, but actually, we are talking about two Motown recording artists like yeah. Mo, two motown absolute monsters I yeah say. yeah yeah made it made a lot they, of money for barry gordy who they, t- they, they who, sure did who's the one who told marvin Gaye, is like why do you want to ruin your career oh uh, he was the one that said don't do this protest yeah. record <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's my favorite like my my single favorite okay. marvin yeah I think he was all right. It was my single favorite Marvin Gaye tune, and he was like, "No, don't do it. It's going to ruin your career." Right, 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 right. So, uh, Jed, do you have another song for us? You know, I I've been struggling back and forth with with a few choices. I went, I was kind of going for for outside of the box choices, and I I keep coming back to uh, earlier today. I was talking to Rob, and uh, and he was like, "You know what? Like, I you know, we I put up the." Uh, an honorable mention on you know the ones I put up and it was oh, Peter Tosh yes. equal rights and I think I after I looked Unreal. back awesome. on a few things I was trying to think of stuff that you know that people would want to listen to and uh, is you know is classic and enjoyable and at the same time just really speaks to to what's happening right now and uh, for sure and that's equal and- rights man everyone is crying out for Crying out for justice. Everyone is crying out for peace. Yes. None is crying out for justice. I don't want no peace. I need equal Says right there, and and which which is super cool. I don't mean to to buy no, please take song, it, dude. But it, it was the name of the record. It was Peter Tosh. Obviously, I don't know if y'all know, and and you probably do. He was part of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Um, childhood friend. Um, absolute awesome. The first song musician. on that album is "Get Up, Stand Up." With yes. And which is a great version of that tune. Obviously, we've heard the original or the original tune from Bob, but I mean, Peter Tosh wrote that tune, which is an unbelievable protest tune in its own right, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Whole, I mean, whole album is, is, is worth it, listening to. <laughs> it's really, it's really amazing. Um, so Peter Tosh left Bob Marley and the Whalers because he wanted his own thing. And I think he left, I could be wrong, but I think he left on like pretty positive terms. I think they had a decent agreement with, I, I know that there was a lot of conflict with other people, you know, with in that band with uh, finances and how stuff and, and still with like the Bob Marley family and how stuff has gotten delineated, who, who, right. who contributed to writing stuff. Um, right. And those, those fights still go on. Um, everybody wants their piece yep, of Bob. They keep touring. Around. Yep, right. It warms my heart that you grabbed that tune, Jed. Um, so what did 
Drew, do you know that tune fairly? Do you somewhat or no? Actually, no, no. That was a new, okay. that was a new one for me. I have one Peter Tosh album, and uh, was, tell me it's legalize it. Of course, it was legalize it, <laughs> okay. and uh, uh, certainly got my mileage out of it. That's for sure. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, and by that I mean you know listening to it perfectly sober. Uh, <laughs> uh so funny too because uh, if you guys know that record like cover it's peter tosh on on the cover right in the middle of the photo and behind him is a wall of marijuana plants and the album's called legalize it and i saw that as a like older teenager and i was like that is awesome i'm gonna grab that and will be mine yeah it was kind of that experience too it's like i think it's time i have this Right. And uh uh and the thing is, you know, I've listened to uh that album in various states of mind. Sure. And uh he hardly is mostly just making uh Ibby, Dibby, Dooby, Dooby all night. And it's just kinda like this isn't even any language. <laughs> I mean it's just like it's just kind are of are are you dissing on Peter Tosh? No, I loved it. Oh. Oh, right. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, but man, that guy could write a protest song. Um, Ab- absolutely. And I mean, a little know, bit militant. Reggae, you know, or at least the pure reggae that I that I know and love is basically protest and religious music, and that's right. what it was written around. I, I almost think that like music grew from protest i feel like that's almost where, right i mean poetry right writings i mean it's all people are often writing you know writing down some things that they can't speak about and you know it still goes on today for sure yeah i mean it's all tied together too you know like the poetry of, of reggae is the poetry of hip-hop is the poetry of you know just music through the through the Bob times. Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob the Dylan original. was on the list. I mean, he there's so much great protest music on Bob Absolutely. Dylan's catalog. Absolutely. And so so much that's pertinent to today to, to what's going on right now. I mean, yeah. sure. And we we we've talked about this like uh, the three of us have and, and all the amazing protest music that and and we as like our generation, I think, I think we had some great protest music i just do i mean um for example and i've been crushing these guys with this but rage rage against machine i mean awesome music genre very 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 pertinent right now it's so goddamn accurate i mean like all of it (laughs) and the laughability of people not knowing uh what What side they they fall on right (laughs) or what machine that they're raging against (laughs) yeah if you if you guys have any interest in this it's hysterical you're on twitter follow rage against machine tom morello you will cry laughing at least once a day it's hysterical it's hysterical at the ridiculousness of some of these people um, but in, in, um, I mean, even back to sublime and green day and it, it, I don't know, I just think we had creative, the clash, I mean, protest music, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, right. I mean, inter- yeah, interesting artists thought to revolve around 
conflict, even like simple graphic design, you know, you're trying to create a conflict in the mind, which is more interesting than say, symmetry, what I consider to be a basic concept of symmetry is like, or of, of art is like, you know, conflict is more interesting. To me, right. ugly is more interesting than pretty. I mean, absolutely, yeah, more interesting to to speak of, to speak about. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, whatever. I mean, in you know, and I don't mean that in a deprecating way, and I wasn't even referring to people. Um, sure. Or or different is is more interesting than same. I mean, if you say, you yeah. know what I'm saying? If you say it yeah. that way, and yeah. I've always I've always hoped that I made myself different, you know? And, right. And once again, and you know, I wasn't even referring to people. I guess I was referring to like color choices and, mm-hmm. you know, it, and you, right. you know, the, you know, are you painting rainbows and in, in bright sunny skies? Cause that doesn't seem relatable a whole lot. Does it to anyone? It never did. Right. I mean, that's not what, what historical paintings are built on at all. I mean, what what are the, what traditionally built on church paintings? It's suffering, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, they were like the advertisements of the screaming uh, pits of hell and uh, the yeah. skies above and all that. Right. right, 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 right. Or the really crazy. Or I mean, you go to the art institute and you see like the, the insane, beautiful oil paintings, and it's like some lady holding a goat. <laughs> it's just like, doesn't make any sense. And it's really wild. It's out there. I, I think I want to paint that. Yeah. Here, hold that. Hold stand that. here for hours and hours with this. Yeah. Art can take you anywhere. I don't, I don't really know why that was my, my reference. That was a really weird. Reference. But woman holding I mean, a goat. <laughs> it's art. I don't really know where probably, to go. It sounds like, it's like to me. That one. It probably looks pretty fucking cool. I, I, it's, I can't possibly ask any more questions about this picture. <laughs> I lost my direction. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, it, uh, music and, and art does not suffer from um, strife, I guess you could say. No. And, and these six tunes that we chose, I mean, they're just great, great uh, songs to begin with. So I think it's time to listen to a great statement, right? It's a great state. They're, they're great statements and it's time to listen. Um, you know, uh, the struggle goes on like kind of in a very personal type of way and also a very, um, Oh, I don't know what I'm you know, macro type way where, you know, we have to hold each other accountable on a personal level. I mean, uh, there's no other way. I mean, you know, no, I mean, no one's ever been able to, but no one, no one's going to get around making small jokes with me, if you know what I mean. And, you know, and I'm not going to say anything and, you know, no one ever did. Matter of fact, no one ever really tried it around me to tell you the truth. Cause I think they just knew, um, equality has always been one of my like torch, uh, causes. Like everyone's got a couple and equality is mine because it, it, it it just fucking sucks not to get the same services as someone else because of how you look. Right. And not over no, absolutely nothing 100%. that you can control. I mean, zero. Right. You have no, you have no control over it, but right. Right. You know, and if you have a kind of sense of history, you not, I mean, if you have a real sense of history, 
I mean, you realize how fucked up that this country has, you know, grown up in a bad family and it's been treated <laughs> as such and is reacting wildly because of it. Right. And what a weird, I've, you know, I was off the top of my head, but, uh, it's true. It does. I, I do. I do like, I do see, uh, that family tree, like the evil family tree in Harry Potter, like that's being the stems of, well, of the United I, States, kind of like seriously. I gotta admit, I have no uh, reference to that. But, yeah, uh, I realized you probably didn't. I'm, I'm thinking of various things, but but, I, uh, but yeah, I mean, sure. we we grew up on colonialism and uh, yeah, know, using some indentured servitude muscles of people that you know. Well, I mean, the whole fucking some, economy some was based on it. Some judgmental ass motherfuckers. I'm just saying. The whole economy was based on it, and that's what came rise to the Jim Crow laws because we still needed to hold that population down. And for the as, you know the southern as, economy as it, and as it continues, as it and continues, it's, and it's gotta stop. I mean, this is the point where it's the conversation or the dialogue doesn't end. Like I said earlier. This is no, and that's why we had no problem do doing this two weeks later or three weeks later, is because this is this is ongoing, and you know to say we didn't hit the moment is stupid because every moment's the moment now, right? So, um, so get used to it, and you know it's another thing to live with, and you know it always was something to live with, but I would say now you got to be on your not Everybody be on your p's or q's, you right. better start respecting so that's just that's my don't be an asshole right just like all right my my yeah my my general thing is just be cool right be cool to everyone they're usually cool back they're they're just folks they're people we're all people we're all people are people so we have why should should it be um but I mean, uh, we have more in common than we than we do different, and that's all I gotta say. Well, yeah, just sure. as human beings, as human beings, uh, you know, and of course, you gotta acknowledge another man's path too, man or woman's path, uh, for sure. And you know, it's not the same as yours, and it rarely is, and it's worth listening to. So I think that about wraps it up for another episode of the uh, Music Challenge podcast. A um, little bit different tonight, but uh, we thought it was very important to use our platform to, uh, I guess, speak um, about something that we felt was very important. And uh, we felt we could do that while still holding with a format. And it was not an easy conversation or an easy episode, but um, uh, it wasn't supposed to be. So... And we listen to some great music. And we listen to some great music. So I uh, want to remind you guys, you want to continue the conversation or you just want to talk about the music, uh, jump on the uh, Facebook page we have, uh, Music Challenge Pod. Uh, all types of like, follow, share. Sorry to say that, but it helps. Um, um, <laughs> send us your formative four, folks. Send us your formative four. Uh, anything else, guys? I don't no. think so, man. Everybody, thanks for informing it for it. Music challenge pod at gmail.com, by the way. So, all right, everybody, hang in there, be safe, and uh, 
Love uh, you. Let's, yeah, be safe, everyone. Let's start the respect. So, um, okay, we'll see you later. 